Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, it's Dan Leach. Be sure to check out my podcast, The Detroit City Cast. Presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angle for all the Detroit teams and the Michigan Wolverines and Michigan State Spartans as well. If you're from Detroit or a fan of any of the Detroit or college teams in the Michigan area and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Detroit CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in Wild Wednesday, Detroit City Cast. Happy Thanksgiving. I know some of you might be traveling while listening to this show, others sticking around, getting ready for the family to come over. I had to get COVID tested uh, for my big family get together. It was negative. But I also was the only one of the entire family that had to get COVID tested because I'm a crazy person and go to casinos and concerts and blah, blah, blah. So I I get it, but I thought it was pretty funny. I was the only one that had to get tested, but I'm negative. So I can't wait for Thanksgiving. I love it. Lions game. I know they're 0-9-1, but I'm I'm fired up. I'm going to give you a pick here in a second when we take a trip to the Motown betting window. I've made a decision on the Lions game, so we'll get to that in just a minute. We have our great friend, and one of the best of the business, the line, uh, the Michigan beat writer for the Detroit News, Angelique Shangalis, joining us shortly. Looking forward to that. The big game at the big house. I think the biggest since 97, the Ohio State game that year, on Saturday. And I will give my official prediction, the DTM prediction, Sasquatch official prediction, Ohio State and Michigan. I've been wrestling with this for days now. I had a couple dreams and some visions. And I'm not one of those... Super big vision guys. They don't happen often, but when they do, a lot of times they've been right, so we'll get into that 
as well. But let's take a trip to the Motown betting window presented by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And the Buckeye-Wolverine game is one of the biggest games in the college football season this year. It's obviously one of the great rivalries in sports. And it's going to be a lot of fun as long as it's not a blowout. Uh, but right now, the Buckeyes are now down to 8.5-point favorites. Remember, yesterday it was 9.5 at Bet Rivers. It's down to 8.5. There has been some sharp money on Michigan. Uh, minus 109 on the 8.5 for the Buckeyes. Plus, uh, or minus 112, excuse me, on the plus 8.5 for the Wolverines. Ohio State minus 335 on the Monday night. That's kind of kind of been where it's at most of the week. And the Wolverines plus 235. That's down about 5 bucks. It was 240 yesterday at times. But that's really kind of stuck around both the, the Buckeye and Wolverine money line where it's been all week. And the total has been kind of right at 64 uh, over under both minus 110 at Bet Rivers for the high noon game on Saturday. Penn State, Michigan, this line is moving. And, you know, we had it down to as low as a half point over the last day or so. Uh, Penn State favored, but now it's back up to Penn State minus two. There's been some sharp and public money on the Penn State Nittany lines. Minus two, minus 112 right now. At Bet Rivers, the Spartans plus two minus one hundred nine. Money line up from yesterday was minus one twelve to one fifteen. Now it's up to minus one twenty seven. You might as well, if you're going to bet the the Nittany lines, just take the the money line. Because why risk winning the game by a point but losing the bet? Minus one twenty seven is not that bad. Uh, Spartans plus one hundred five on the money line, and the total fifty two over minus one hundred eight under minus one thirteen. And Lions Bears, the big tilt. Kidding, it's not a big tilt. But I think the Lions have a chance to win their first game. And I mentioned I've got my pick, my official pick on this game. Uh, I've been telling you I've been doing this crazy idea of a, of a Lions-Wolverines money line parlay. I added Michigan State yesterday, and it'd be 15-1 to 1 if you put in the Spartans as well as uh, the Wolverines and Lions. But just the Lions and Wolverines is now 687. 100 to win 687. And I'm still going to do that just for fun. I mean, I'm not telling you to do that as a great bet. But why not? And the Lions' money line is at 135 right now, uh, plus 135. Bears minus 152. The, the, the spread's still three. Bears minus three, minus 109. Lions plus three, minus 112. It seems like Jared Goff's going to go. It is going to be Andy Dalton for the Bears. Total 41 and a half, uh, minus 108. On the over, on the under, it's minus 113. On the 41 and a half, and I'm going to tell you right now, and I, I know the few times I've told you to take the Lions, uh, it's not been the right call, but I'm 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 all in on the Lions money line. This is an official play by me. I think the Bears, um, have in, in ways given up. I was talking to my producer Stephen the S man about that yesterday. He's in Chicago. Uh, he knows you know what's going on with the Bears, and I've talked to some other friends of mine that that know what the deal with the Bears is. The rumors about Matt Nagy getting fired, possibly win or lose after Thanksgiving. Stephen wants them to carry Matt Nagy off on their shoulders. The Bears players win or lose. Imagine he loses the game like. 35 to 10, and they carry him off because they're like, all right, good riddance. But I'll, I'm taking the Lions money line. I don't even worry about the three. I'm just taking the money line. Not a massive play, but I put a decent amount of money on the Detroit Lions money line. I think they get it done. It's a nationally televised game. Is Dan Campbell's teams, yes, he's made some wacky play calling decisions at times and going for it on seemingly every fourth down, but they know that this is their, their chance to you know, have a win in front of the country, no longer be winless. They came close, obviously, in the Pittsburgh Steelers tie. But I think the Bears are a bad team. And I think Andy Dalton actually probably gives them a better chance to win than Fields does because Fields has been inconsistent. But Fields looked really good against the Lions earlier this season uh, in one of his early starts. I think the Lions are going to win this game. And 
it's not like that's saying much because the Bears aren't very good, but that would definitely probably end Matt Nagy's reign uh, to the delight of Steven and some other people uh, in the Chicagoland area that are Bears fans around the land. But I, I'm lines, money lines, and a lot money lines an official pick for me uh, from the DTM prediction Sasquatch. It's a trip to the Motown betting window presented by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Coming right up, one of the simply nicest and best that covers any team anywhere in the land. It's our good friend. Angelique Shengalis, Michigan beat writer, longtime Michigan beat writer for the Detroit News for the Wolverines. She comes right up. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. The VEASAN midseason football special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Back-to-back legends on this show. First, Terry Foster, and now the incredible Angelique Shengalis, the angel of the big house, one of my all-time favorite people. Personally and professionally, it is so great to see you. And there's is there a game this weekend? I forgot. I don't know. Is there? I, I'm I'm only aware of Thanksgiving. Is there something happening this weekend? That's right. The Lions and the Bears are playing. It's going to be oh, the, the first Lions. Oh, you mean the Wolverines and the Buckeyes. You got people that are not uh, watching the video feed of this. You got the greatest, cutest. Well, the Ohio State one can burn and you know what. But you got the cutest little football helmets. And on one side, you got some helmet stickers for the Buckeyes. Can you rip those off for me, please? Yeah, it may really kind of uh, made it a little more authentic. And um I think that's. I think the Ohio State offensive players probably have Buckeye leaves on both sides now, completely covered. And uh, but yeah, the love of the game. You know, that's something I grew up with in Ohio, and I've always loved it. And uh, I, you know, I keep doing this. I think because I love being this week, and I love the game. You no, know, it doesn't get any bigger. You're listening. You've been an amazing, uh, you know, beat writer and covering Michigan football for for such a long time at such a high level. And I just want to start off with this and ask you. Because I, I, I think it is, but that doesn't mean I'm right. I think this is the biggest game in Ann Arbor since 1997's Ohio State-Michigan game. It's really big. I mean, it's it's on so many levels. I, I mean, you know, you're right. Some of these big Michigan-Ohio State games have been in Columbus, you know, 16 right. and 18. And, and now they're playing for something very substantial in Ann Arbor. And, you know, no one would have predicted Michigan at 10 wins at this stage and certainly not predicted them to be playing for a big 10 championship berth. So um, yeah, this is huge. I hadn't thought about it in that way, Dan, but it, it's, um, it's right up there for sure. And, and, you know, I was at that 97 game. Were you at that game? I, yeah. Not, not only was I at that game, but I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, Cause I'm a, I'm a clown. So I'm, I'm there at the game and I, I would go to a lot of games with, with my friends in school, but I, I sat with my dad most of the time because we went to games together my whole life. 
And I was sitting with my dad. It was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy cold, but it was not like the warm, it wasn't a really warm day, obviously, in November on Thanksgiving weekend. And I told my dad I was going to storm the field if they won. And he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I had a cigar with me. And, you know, the clock goes to zero. And I, I go, I was in section three, so I wasn't, the students obviously could just, you know, overwhelm the police. But I was able to get over. And I'm on the field. And I, and Dennis 50, we were just talking about him before we started, our great, our great friend, my longtime broadcast partner. He always thinks that I make the story up, but I swear on my life I'm not. I was next to Charles Woodson, literally right next to him, when he had the rose in his mouth. And then I walked away and I was smoking that cigar. It was a Macanundo. And the state trooper said, hey, Macanundo man, put that out. And at least he didn't kick me off the field. But that, to me, and I was in you know, my college years then, Angelique, that was, aside, obviously, the Rose Bowl was nothing's better than that when I went, went to see him win the title. But that, to me, as a Michigan fan, and I know a lot of my family and friends that are, you know, as big of fans as me, that was probably the, the most emotional and fulfilling game I'd ever seen in person. It was a really, I mean, you mentioned storming the field and, and I was on the field because we had to walk across to go up the tunnel right. post game. And I'm just trying to get to the tunnel and it's this swarm, massive people. And I was getting a little claustrophobic. It was really getting tight in there. And I'm just trying to work my way to the tunnel. And I, to this day, I don't know who it was. It was a big person behind me, essentially picked me up from the back of my coat and, and pushed me forward. I was like, it was like, um, you know, like a Hassan Haskins scrum. Right. All the players pushing you forward. And I somehow got to the tunnel and got to the post game because I don't know that I would have. It was it was really intense down there. It was your little angel. You're the angel of the big yeah. but your little yeah. angel saved you. It was a gigantic guy angel. I don't know who it was. But <laughs> I just, you know, it was someone who, it was a major assist when I needed it most. That's for sure. Well, let's talk about this because you and I have discussed it throughout the year and and it's no secret, you know, people that listen to me that know that I respect the heck out of Jim Harbaugh. It's not that I think he's a bad coach. He's obviously not a bad coach. He's a really good one, but he has not been a great coach at Michigan. Certain moments here and there, especially this year, obviously the Penn State game, Wisconsin and Nebraska, he he was great. And and it's obviously he's not going out there and tackling and throwing and stuff, but, you know, these guys are playing under him and his assistance and his scheme. And the Michigan State game, not so much. But when you, you look at this, this is essentially a playoff game at Michigan Stadium. You know, I know Paul Feinbaum came out and said Tarball has no clue how to beat Ohio State. He has no way to do that. Other people are giving Michigan zero chance. I, I, I don't want to say I'm fully sucked back in, but this is what it's all about. This is about, even though it's year seven and they've never been to Indy in their own five against Ohio State, they control their own destiny. They win this game and win the Big Ten title game. They're going to the playoff. And that's, as you mentioned, maybe we would have expected this. I know I didn't. I was like, Michigan's going to be a nine-win team at best this year. And I'm glad I'm wrong so far. But it's back to where I've asked you about the Jim Harbaugh situation for a while. And I, I don't think he's, necessarily, he's not coaching for his, for his career, you know, his job. But if they lose this game and go 0-6 against Ohio State, let's say it's a really bad loss, not even a close one. Are we back to the whole point that I've been talking about for a few years since the Buckeye blowout in Columbus that Harbaugh just can't win the biggest games. And is that okay? Well, that is something that Michigan fans have to, they have to reconcile. Is it okay? I mean, you know, you can't lose to Michigan state and Ohio state every year either. I mean, and they, no. what's he's three and three against uh, Michigan state now. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is huge. And, and yeah, I think, as you said, you, you didn't see them doing better than nine games, which was, I had him at seven. A lot of people had them 500. 
Um, so, you know, I think he bought himself some time essentially uh, with a 10 win season and um, you know, they'll go to a nice bowl if they, if they don't win this game. But I do think it is about optics. It's about if they lose this game, Dan, how badly did they lose it? Were they in it in the fourth quarter? Um, I, I've gotten that from a lot of former players. Like, you know, I just want to see this game close in the fourth quarter. And not that that's, that's not a moral victory kind of thing, but they just want to see that this team is competitive enough to take the Buckeyes into the fourth and, and make it interesting. And then it's anybody's game. But it, it is going to be interesting to see how this turns out and, and what the if they lose, what the fallout's going to be regarding Jim Harbaugh. Because I do think he... You know, he definitely did something that people, most people didn't expect this year and has them in position, but can they get over the hump? And the only thing I, I, I'd say that's different this year, Dan, and I mean, this is not has nothing to do with Ohio State because they're just a juggernaut on offense, but the way they won at Penn State, which, you know, they this team under Harbaugh, this program, just lacked that finishing. They that, always lost those games. And, you know, they won that game and on the road and in November and all those things that they just don't really, you know, check off the list, they did. And I think that gave Cade McNamara, for one, a lot of confidence. And I, they are carrying themselves with a lot of confidence going into this game. Again, that may, they may not mean, that might not mean anything, but I think it gives them a, a fighter's chance going into Saturday. No, and Angelique, that's such a great point. And, and it's, it's kind of like that was, you know, the thesis I was going into a little bit here where, yes, I've been kind of har harder on Harbaugh and saying, well, what's the point? And people would, would say, well, Leach, who do you want instead? And I would give them different names. And I was like, it's less about that. It's more about, okay, do you want Jim Harbaugh to be here for 15, 16, 17 years and turn to Kirk Ferentz in Iowa? And, and then others, like even my producer, the, the great Stephen Jung, is like, Michigan, that's what they are. They're going to be a 10-win team. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, they're filling the stadiums. They're going to New Year's Six Bowls. For me, that's, I mean, I was at a national title game. I, and I don't care. Stop saying it was a it was a, a split national title. Phil Fulmer voted Michigan 15th. Garbage, coaches poll. But, but my, you know my point, Angelique, is that, you know, I believe this this program. Yes, Ohio State's another stratosphere. Yes, they're not going to be Georgia and Alabama and Clemson and some of these other Southern schools that can recruit better because that's where the hotbed of, of high school talent is. But they can be better than 0-5 against the Buckeyes and be better than no Indian seven years or now up to six years in the seventh year if they don't do it this year under Jim Harbaugh. They could, they could be a team that goes to the playoff, you know, like Michigan State has. So I, I understand both sides of that, but I'm not willing to concede, not just because I saw them win a title 24 years ago, but that I think this is a program based on facilities and recruiting cachet and the coach itself and Jim Harbaugh, who obviously is a very good coach, hasn't been great at Michigan, but been very good, that they could do this. Am I, am I being short-sighted and not respecting, or not respect's the wrong word, but not accepting that Michigan is not going to ever be what I think they could be? No, I mean, that's a personal choice, Dan. And, and I think a lot of people, a lot of people who've looked back in all the years I've covered them, and it's sort of like, okay, that, that 97 season was an exception. They'd had four, four lost seasons before that. And to me, you know, that was Michigan. I remember my friend Andy Bagnato was working for the Chicago Tribune, and I think I believe it was in 1996, he, he wrote that M is for mediocre. And, you know. <laughs> Because at that point, maybe that's where Michigan was. And then, you know, they win the, the national championship in 97. They have not obviously equaled that season. They've had 10 win seasons. They've had, uh, I believe, an 11 win season under Brady Hope. Um, yep. you, you just have to, you have to decide, you know, are you going to be okay with, 
what you described, nine win seasons, a New Year's Six game, maybe occasionally being in the in the national playoff picture and conversation. Um, you know, I, I don't know. And, and it's people keep saying, well, what separates Michigan? Well, a lot of it's recruiting. And, you know, we go back to important games in the Jim Harbaugh era. And I just wrote about it this week in the Detroit News is that 2016 game, the JT. Yep. I think people here call it the JT was short game, uh, the spot game, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, I was talking to JT Barrett about it. I said, you know, you, it's that sliding doors analysis. What if, what if Michigan got the call? May, you know, he's short, they win the game. And, you know, it's, does that change the narrative for Jim Harbaugh? Maybe. I mean, maybe they get a couple five-star kids that Ohio State got because right. that game. And maybe that changes. It's all what ifs. But the point is he hasn't won those games. He hasn't been able to change the narrative. Will he be able to do it uh, this week? We'll find out on Saturday. But I think Michigan fans need to really decide. And Ward Manuel, maybe it's not fans aren't making the decision, but Ward Manuel has to decide what, what's good enough. And I think he sent a message with that contract, that, that the extension that Harbaugh signed. And, you know, everybody knows what the buyout is, and they, he's made it easier for them to move on if that's what the decision is. And to your other point about, you know, people always say, well, if not Harbaugh, who? There are a lot of really good coaches out there. And, you know, Luke Fickle, at my alma mater, is one of them. And I highly doubt he would coach at Michigan because he's an Ohio State guy. But there are guys like Luke Fickle out there that if you wanted to empty the little uh, Brinks truck and dump some money there, uh, you could get, you could attract a lot of really good young coaches here. And, and there's young guys on this staff who are pretty good. By the way, JT Barrett was short, but I never blame the officials. I don't care about that Ohio, you know, Hall of Fame referee guy because Michigan outplayed Ohio State 95% of that game. They, I was actually watching that 150th anniversary of college football show. They had an ESPN and they, they were highlighting that game. They, I just it brought up all these, you know, great memories and then horrific ones because he was short and he spun around. And you're right. It's such a, you know, the whole what if Marvel Universe thing. If he's short, they do get more recruits. They, they probably go to, I mean, they're going to go to the playoff. And things could have been a little different, but that is the whole crux of what you and I have talked about many times, what I've talked about for the last several years. Harbaugh teams don't get that done in the biggest moments. And that's why, to your point that you made a little while ago, they beat Penn State. They beat Nebraska the first time they uh, were Wisconsin. First time they were an underdog that they won since 2015. Only team in the FBS to not have won as an underdog. So this year, not once, not twice, three times games that in years past, I think Harbaugh teams would have lost or have lost. And now you get, once again, because Michigan State got their you-know-what handed to them last week, which I guess Michigan could, but, you know, Michigan State gave Michigan back the control of their own destiny, even though the Wolverines obviously lost to them. And it's right back to where we've been. Seemingly, I don't want to say a ton of times, but a lot, Angelique. And I know that Ohio State is another level. C.J. Stroud is, is firing balls. All, he threw for over 300 yards the first half against the FBS worst pass defense that Michigan State has, but still... You know, you've got Cade McNamara, who's not even close to skilled, but he's definitely improved throughout the year. Michigan's offense can score. Michigan's defense, way better than Michigan State. So I, I look at this game, and I'm not this big, like, vision guy. Like, I'm, I'm going to bed, and I see the, the sugar plums and the maize and, blue, the maize and blue victories. But something, I've just the last few nights, Angelique, I've, I've seen this game being extremely close. And Michigan having a chance, I never would have said that. Even after the Wisconsin win this year, I would have been like, there's no way. And all of a sudden, Michigan's in a position to do it again. Can they do it? Yeah, they can. And I, I think that 
people keep forgetting one other thing too, Dan. The special teams, Michigan's special teams have been very good this year. And, you know, there was the play, there was a block punt last week against Maryland. And, and then there was the uh, the Michael Barrett play to Henning. I mean, they're and they've done other things. They've had a couple blocks. They, yeah, they've got Jake Moody, who's very automatic. And Ohio State has an excellent kicker as well. Yeah, Moody's been incredible. He has been. And Robbins has been very, very, very good uh, punter. I don't think anybody knows who Ohio State's punter is because he doesn't have to be used, you know. <laughs> like once every four uh, games. Who is he? I don't even know who he is. And, uh, you know, I, I think special teams can be a difference maker, just even if it's in, in terms of field position. And, and I think, you know, Michigan has to have strong field position. They have to start fast. I mean, they can't do – that was a little sleepwalking at Maryland last week. Two of the first three drives were three and out. Yeah. You, you cannot do that against this team, against Ohio State. And they cannot get behind. They can't get in a hole against Ohio State because I don't think this team – this Michigan team is really equipped to play from a deep deficit. And, um, you know, I, I think that, that the other key is they've got some very, very sound running backs in Hassan Haskins. Uh, I presume Blake Corum will be back. And Donovan Edwards, look what he did last week, um, catching out of the backfield. And I just think they've got to make this – they are really way up there nationally in time of possession. I think it's got to be that kind of approach for Michigan. If they can keep C.J. Stroud – and those weapons off the field as much as possible, I, I think then you have a chance. I mean, I think, and I, you know, Michigan's defense, like you were pointing out Michigan State's flaws last week. And Michigan has, you know, edge rushers who can, who can maybe make it a little more difficult for Stroud. And I, I think you're going to see Dax Hill has to have a big game. And uh, DJ Turner is another guy I think has really sure. come last month. Yeah, it's not, nice to have. Nice stuff, guys. Yeah. Name uh, Hutchinson in the lobby as well, too. That that helps. Listen, you've seen a lot of these games. You know, you're you've you've been so you know dead on in a lot of different predictions. And I know that I, I'm wondering how many people nationally, by the way, are going to pick Michigan. I don't think there's going to be that many. I don't even know if I'm picking Michigan yet. But you know, when you look at how this game is going to go, what what do you think the the final score is going to be? I mean, is this going to be a game where? Michigan fans are finally, after all these years and all the heartbreak and all the, you know, the, the hemming and hawing about Harbaugh, having this day that very few, I'm saying very few, think they have any chance in. Or is it going to be, you know, the same script over and over again from a Willie Wonka and the Chocolate Factory reboot or reimagining or whatever, and Ohio State wins 50 to 10? It's so funny. I had not thought about a score yet, Dan, and we did our little Detroit News TV show on uh, Tuesday. It's a great show. It's a great show. Oh, yeah, show. really, really cute. Wojo and, you know, John Neo, my favorite columnist. And, uh, you know, they said, okay, what's your prediction? And I'm like, 42-35 popped out. I, I just I don't know where that came from. I have Ohio State winning, but that sure would make it seem like a close game. So 42-35 is what I said. I guess I have to stick with that since I – it's on the record, and I maybe would back off on that a little bit, but um, but I'll I'll stick with forty two thirty five Ohio State. And I I think this you know you've seen so many as we mentioned the ninety seven game so many games with incredible atmospheres. My my feeling first off I I luckily you know because our season tickets have been put on pause, so I've had to kind of you know farm myself out and at the mercy of the court. I got a ticket last night for face value, so I'm very excited. Ooh. I don't think. I will be sleeping on Friday night. So I'm calling the state title game first. Maybe I'll sleep from like 2 to 4 a.m. 
I think I'm going to be up there around five. You're always welcome, as I've told you, to come to all our different tailgates. So please let me know if you've got time. But I, I'm thinking that this atmosphere is going to be similar to 97, similar to 06, where you are the Notre Dame first night game. Obviously, this is being played at night. But I'm thinking, Angelique, this might be one of the most hyped games we'll ever see in Ann Arbor, I mean, to date. Yeah, no, it will be. And and the other thing to consider, too, I mean, this is one reason why I don't like this game after Thanksgiving. I have a lot of reasons for not liking it. But because, you know, a lot of the All the trip to fan? Yeah, yeah, well, that, too. But Tony Paul, my colleague at the News, has been working on a story. And it, it sounds like from, from what he has been able to um, find in his reporting – about 40% of the tickets have been sold to Ohio State fans for this game. And the Michigan fans unloaded their tickets before the season, and and various Ohio State fans picked them up then. And so I think there's going to be a lot of scarlet. But but you're right. I mean, it'll be be, the majority will be Michigan fans. And with game day there, and, you know, it is – you're right. I mean, it is going to have that kind of feel. And, and, you know, I – that's, that was a long time ago, but I sort of remember how hyped up it was, and and I think that this has that that general feel as well. And and but that's my I you know I love Thanksgiving, don't get me wrong, but I hate that it's like during this week because it sort of disrupts the. Uh, it does. It's like it's kind of out of nowhere. It's like it, it's, we're, I'm so yeah. used to it because it's been this way forever. But it's like why can't this be like last week or next week or just exactly exactly. So I don't like that. And then Friday we got to watch uh, Iowa Nebraska. So. Um, and then, and then get to the game. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I always am. I, you know, even when I know Michigan's probably going to get trounced, um, it's always a great game to cover, uh, regardless, because this week does mean something to, to the Michigan players. And it means so much to the Ohio State players as well. So, um, it's just, I always love the emotion of this game, regardless of, of outcome. No, it doesn't get any better, and we look forward to all your work. Please follow Angelique on Twitter at Chengalis and check out her stuff at DetroitNews.com. Before I let you go, a couple quick things. One, I got to give you mad props for your Cincinnati Bearcats. They have made history, the first group of five team ranked in the top four. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm doing this to you. I, I said I might. If Cincinnati, I, I'm thinking a two-three game in the playoffs. Cincinnati, Michigan. Who are you rooting for? Well, you know, I'm very professional, Dan. I don't root, but um, I've been having fun with it on Twitter, you know, kind of drumming up support for the Bearcats. I've been doing that for several years now. And, I mean, it's exciting. It's really exciting for – I mean, when I was in school, I, you know, I, I wish I kept the tally what the record was of the football team when I was in school. It was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was really bad. And, and now you go back to campus and it's – it feels like a real campus. It's got a Marriott nearby. So that to me takes it up another level. You got a hotel on campus and it's just so amazing what Luke Fickle has done there. And, and other coaches have too. I mean, Mark Antonio, Brian Kelly, I mean, it, it has been one of those springboard places and, and you know, the tradition now has, has definitely been built up of, of it being a strong program and Luke Fickle just yep. get to that next level. And apparently he's sticking around, which is nice to see. But, um, yeah, that would be really fun. That would be really funny. That would be the best. All right, one last one for you. If Michigan wins, which is obviously we know a huge if. Yeah, if the Lions win the Super Bowl, too. If Michigan wins, who do you think is the hero? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, You know, I I, I just have a feeling there's two players I think could have really big games. Andrell Anthony, I think he could be a real – I mean, that kid's got amazing hands. Unbelievable. 
he really does. But I just think Hassan Haskins has been such a workhorse, and I think they've got to keep keep with Hassan and and have go where Hassan goes because I think that he's been um, he's really led them. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson on defense too, but. I think that, you know, we always look to the heroes on offense and, and I think that that would be uh that'd be the guy I think is going to be going to be the one that takes them far. If they if they win this game. I love it for, for me, my producer call ironically calls uh, Kane McNamara, Kane McCrenzel. Uh, so I think for, I think for, for me, it, it would be Kane McNamara because he's being, he's, he's just anti-Michigan. He likes giving me our time. Angelique, you're the best. Please have a great, happy and healthy Thanksgiving. I'll try to, to get to see you on, a, on Saturday, but either way, win or lose, we love all the coverage that you've always done and we love so much that you can spend some time with us. Thank you as always. Thanks for having me on the show, Dan. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't have wanted to miss this. So I love the week. I love the game. And um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really fun and happy Thanksgiving. Big thanks again to one of my all-time favorite peeps. What a great job she always does as the Michigan beat writer, longtime Michigan beat writer for the Detroit News Angelique Shangalis, please give her a follow on Twitter at Shangalis and check out all her work at debtnews.com and in the Detroit News itself. And, you know, she mentioned 42-35 Buckeyes. I've been wrestling with this. I want to pick Michigan to win, and I am going to pick Michigan to win. And I can already hear the people say, oh, what a homer. Listen, you don't get a lot of chances at games like this. Ohio State's clearly the better team. Michigan was clearly the better team against the Spartans, and they lost. I think the atmosphere, Cade McNamara, Aiden Hutchinson, the ability to get after C.J. Stroud, Michigan defense being on a much different level than most, uh, maybe anybody that the Buckeyes have played this year. I think you're going to see some history at the big house. And I'm going to go 42-39 and a last-second Jake Moody field goal of probably about 49 yards. There won't be a a spot is short situation or a bad overturned review or not overturned review. It's going to be a clean game. It's going to be back and forth. One of the great Michigan Ohio state games in the history of the series. And somehow some way be on the arm of Cade McNamara, almost called him Cade McCrenzel. Cause Steven, my great producer, the S man has him in the back of my mind, but no, not Cade McCrenzel. Cade McNamara is going to look like Cade Brady and big day from Hassan Haskins. Big day for Andrew Anthony as you heard Angelique talk about, he could be the hero. And I think Cade McNamara will be the hero. And Michigan shocks the world and wins 42-39. to 39. There you have it. I'm sure I'm going to be completely off and all you will start to rip me, and that's fine. But I'm going to always make a prediction. I would rather make one and be completely wrong than not make one at all. But I'll be there. I can't wait. And win or lose, those are the kind of moments, those are the kind of games that I wish my dad was able to go to, but as I mentioned throughout the season, he put our Michigan tickets on pause and he's got to be careful with the COVID stuff. Numbers in Michigan are the worst in the country right now. So please be safe if you're going to the game. Wear a mask around big groups if, if you know, you're going to be you know, in big situations throughout uh, the next uh, couple of days. But I can't wait to be there. I probably will be up there around 6 a.m. scooting around town and getting ready for one of the bigger games I've ever been to football-wise, Lions or, or Wolverines in my entire life. That's going to do it for us today on this Wild Wednesday. I want to wish everyone out there a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving and tell you how grateful and thankful I am for all of you helping us launch this show, listening to it, rating it, sharing it. It means the world to us uh, because we work hard on this, but we do it for you, and it's a lot of fun to do so. And 
Uh, we really love our, our great sponsor, Bet Rivers, as well. They've been behind us the whole way, too. So thanks so much to you for being involved with this. we got lots of more great stuff in the future to come. And uh, please continue to rate it and share it and subscribe to it and tell your friends and cousins and Buckeye fans and Spartan fans and Irish fans and Bears fans. Tell everybody, but mainly, obviously, you know, the Detroit people because it's the Detroit CityCast. So have a great, very happy, healthy Thanksgiving. I want to thank Angelique Shangalis. As always, she's the best. And until next time, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream, and the Squatch is out. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.